Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning, 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And you can join us anytime you like, locally in the Green Bay, Wisconsin market. Or you can go to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen live anywhere around the world. Although sometimes it would be very inconvenient because you would have to change your times wherever you are to be on the same time we are here in the Central Standard Time in the USA. But you can also go to the archive section of the radio shows on the website and you can pull up any radio show you would like and listen at your convenience. You can also, while you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter every Friday to your email address. And there you can sign up on the website to have the newsletter sent to you. We are trying to provide more information on how to be well. Drugs do not make us well. I'm sorry to say, well, I'm not sorry. To, <laughs> I'm not sorry to say drugs do not provide any health measures, and drugs always have side effects. You are taking a risk when you take a drug. Now, maybe, yes, drugs are necessary in some cases. Absolutely. I'm not against drugs when they're used appropriately for an emergency, for an injury, for an accident. Doctors are have a fantastic background in drug therapy, not in nutrition or health. And that's where we want to be. We want to be healthy. I hope so. I'm sure that's why you're listening, to gather more information as to how you can be healthier. And health comes from what? Food. Food is our medicine. And supplements can also fill in the gap for vitamins and minerals that are not found in the food today, based on the way foods are growing. That's a long story. But food does not supply us today, as well as our food supplied our great-grandparents decades ago. Foods have changed. And many of the foods today are processed, prepared, refined. I mean, there's so many things that go into the food production that they're not healthy. And many foods are genetically modified, not for nutrition, not to make the foods healthier, but so that they last longer on the shelf. So they don't bruise. So they ripen at the right time. It's all based on economics. It's all based on how they can make more money. It's not how they can make us healthier. So we need to take care of ourselves. No one else is going to take care of you or me. Drug companies need sick people to make their shares valuable, to provide an, a return to their investors, their shareholders. And the best customer for the drug companies is a sick person, obviously. That's how you sell drugs. They make up diseases to treat. And unfortunately, doctors don't know anything about health and nutrition. 
They're a drug therapist. They do a marvelous job of providing drug therapy or may even surgery or whatever it might be. They do some wonderful work, but they're not going to make us healthy. They don't know how to be healthy themselves. So it's up to you and I. So what makes us sick? Why do we get ill? Well, there are two main reasons. You know, we have emotional stress caused by the everyday activities. Could be relationships that are breaking down. Could be a divorce. Could be a financial matter. Maybe our business is going bankrupt. There's a a variety of reasons. Children on drugs. We have to contend with children, our children, their children, that are on drugs. Today is a very emotionally stressful life. And that kills us. Stress is a killer. But we also have chemical stress. And that's what is called oxidative stress. Anything that can damage our cells reduces the longevity of our cells, cripples our cells, and therefore cripples our health. Tobacco, smoking, is damaging to many cells in the body, particularly in the lungs, but other way, other areas too as well. So we need to avoid those chemical stressors like Tobacco, smoking, first-hand, second-hand. We need to avoid chemicals, pollution, pesticides, Roundup. All of these damage the cells of the body. It's called chronic oxidative stress that leads to chronic inflammation. Acute inflammation is when we have an injury. We twist our knee, sprain our ankle, roll it over. Or maybe we cut our hand or we have an infection. Those are all areas of acute oxidative damage. It damages our body. But we can take either supplements or if you need a drug, if you have a serious infection, You might need a drug, but we would try to get by with natural botanical medicines that can be just as effective. But the problem is people have chronic inflammation today, where acute would be healed in a few days to a few weeks. So inflammation is a healing process. It helps heal our body. So when we have oxidative stress, as I mentioned before, the chemicals, the pollution, the pesticides, the fungicides, uh, bad diet, lack of exercise, no sleep. You know, we are damaging the cells of our body, including proteins and even our DNA. We are damaging our DNA over time. Now, acute inflammation is a series of symptoms, like the area that we may have injured is hot, tender, 
may be painful, red, flushed, swollen. That's the process of inflammation trying to heal that injured area. And under acute inflammation, that may last for a few weeks, maybe a few days, and then it's gone. It's healed. But today, people have chronic inflammation. The oxidative stress damages the cells, the DNA, the proteins. And then we have inflammation trying to heal that damage from oxidative stress. We need to reduce oxidative stress. Even solar energy, not solar energy, but solar radiation. Solar radiation, sun. Sun is wonderful for us. And we should take advantage of being out in the sun and maybe exercising in the sun. But when we have a burned skin, we have a sunburn, that is damage to the cells of the body. You might see somebody that is a friend of yours, a relative that's lived out in the Arizona desert for decades and decades, and they have smoked. And you will look at their facial skin or arms, if you see whatever you can see, and they're all wrinkled and, and burned, and, and they look older than they should be. They may be 40 or 50, and they look 60 or 70 because of all the damage of the sun, the smoking, and eventually over time, over decades, might be 30 or 40 years, then we have other diseases. We have severe arthritis. We have heart disease. These are silent forms of inflammation. And of course, we have pain, which is not so silent. It's crying out that something is wrong. And then we have cancer. Cancer may take 30 to 40 years. I'll give you an example of my father. My father was an alcoholic. He smoked three packs a day of Camel's unfiltered cigarettes when he started at 11 years of age. Now, over that period of time with a bad diet, he did, wasn't concerned about health and nutrition. He drank excessively, hard liquor, smoked three packs of Camel cigarettes a day. He did not put a foot out of the bed when he woke up in the morning that he didn't light up his first cigarette. He lit up his first cigarette in bed. And he did that from 11 years of age. At 55, he died from a very harsh form of cancer, multiple myeloma, bone cancer. He laid in bed for three years before he died. But that takes time. So these, the smoking in his case, the alcohol, the bad diet, not sleeping, all took a toll on his body, causing oxidative stress. And then the oxidative stress damaged the cells. But then inflammation tries to come there to heal that damaged cell or cells or DNA or the proteins that the oxidative stress is damaging. So we need to reduce 
oxidative stress. And the best form of food for oxidative stress, which would then be an antioxidant, are fruits and vegetables. And only about 9% of Americans, 9%, let's say 10%, out of America, that'd be about 30 million people that actually eat fruits and vegetables in the quantity that would be a healthy amount of antioxidant effects. Or you can do it as a supplement. There are many supplements like curcumin, BCM95, has an OREC value, that means it reduces the free radical damage from oxidative stress, and it is a very, very powerful antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory compound. Research from Baylor University, MD Anderson Hospital in Houston, Texas, and City of Hope Hospital in Los Angeles all have confirmed that curcumin BCM95 is a very powerful antioxidant and a very powerful anti-inflammatory. When you have that double combination, that two-way combination of anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, you have a very powerful combination for good health. Also, grapeseed extract. Grapeseed extract is one of the most powerful, more powerful than curcumin in its form of antioxidant. Not as powerful as an anti-inflammatory, but it's more powerful as an antioxidant. And it's very powerful for improving the health of the heart and the entire cardiovascular system. So food, fruits, vegetables are extremely valuable for preventing oxidative stress. And many berries, berries are very, very high in antioxidant effect. In fact, research done by uh, Pryor, I can't think of his first name, uh, research done on just one half cup, one half cup of blueberries gives you the equivalent of five servings of fruits and vegetables in antioxidant value. Aronia berries, black choke berries, all these berries are very, very powerful as antioxidants. A good dish after your dinner or lunch would be maybe a handful of berries or a half a cup of berries. You can even add nice full cream on top of the berries. Yeah, no sugar. The cream on the berries would be an excellent dessert. But food is your medicine, and it can reduce all the oxidative stress and inflammation and reduce prevent, reverse, and cure diseases. Drugs do not. There has been research that shows that we can abuse, our, and I don't want you to abuse your body, but we can, and it's been possible that we could abuse our body for, body for decades and then make a huge attempt, a disciplined attempt, a sacrificing attempt to change our diet to a diet that has given you all the necessary vitamins and minerals and necessary food factors and supplements to fill in the gap of those foods that may not be quite as healthy as they should be or, or, or was at one time. And you can reverse many diseases and renew your health, regain your health 
in three to six months. That's how forgiving the body is. And we can make some huge changes. So no matter where you are in life, in what conditions you are challenged with, and what you are going through, the suffering that you're going through, it may be a serious disease that they have classified as a disease. Maybe it's cancer. You can cure yourself by changing your diet, by changing your lifestyle, by taking supplements like curcumin and, and grapeseed extract that have been proven to be anti-cancer. And, and agraphis, melatonin, anti-cancer, powerful immune support. These are all valuable for creating a new life for yourself. If you're not doing well, then you need to make some changes. And today we have a great program coming up. We're going to talk about our featured topic, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is known as the Indian ginseng. We'll talk more about that momentarily. Vitamin D and how does it affect COVID-19. You may be on more vitamin D now because maybe you've followed some of the alternative physicians that are clamoring for people to take more vitamin D. They're even, even petitioning the FDA to raise the levels of vitamin D requirements. And then there's natural relief for the pain of shingles. Shingles are caused by a virus. And how can we stop the viral infection known as shingles? And what about on ultra-processed? Ultra-processed, that means refined, highly refined processed foods is ultra-bad. And aging can be painful. Well, we got lots more on the docket. We'll talk about as much as we can today. The hour flies by as fast, too fast for me. I'd like to be here for a longer time, but we'll try to make as much, take as much advantage of this hour as we possibly can. So let's talk about ashwagandha, and that is spelled A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A, ashwagandha. You can rejuvenate your body with ashwagandha. It's an adaptogen meaning that it helps your body adapt to the changes. Hot weather, cold weather, relationship problems, stress, male infertility, low thyroid function, mild memory issues, sleep problems. You can renew your life, rejuvenate your life with ashwagandha, one of the most important herbs in Ayurvedic medicine in India. It's been used for over 3,000 years and now modern science has proven what they thought was traditional medicine has been proven to be scientifically proven and clear. Modern research studies have found ashwagandha effective for treating many of the conditions that we are struggling with today, as I've already mentioned. Male infertility, low thyroid function, mild memory issues, and sleep problems, but best known for stress Relief, a very powerful form of an adaptogen to help our body to adapt to the changes of life. There's a group of compounds called with anolides. These are the key active compounds 
of ashwagandha and the medical medicinal benefits of ashwagandha are associated with these biologically active compounds. Now, there are 40 different withlanolides, and they have been identified and studied as a group and individually. For example, new research shows focus on withlanolide A. This very special withlanolide has very powerful anti-cancer activity and may be a potential therapy for COVID-19 infection. This special compound, known as WFA, blocks COVID-19 virus from binding to the receptor sites in the lungs, heart, and intestines. And that's where so many people have died when it causes inflammation in the lungs, the cytokine storm, and heart disease, and cardiovascular disease. And shows that ashwagandha, with its high level of these withlanolides, can block the virus, COVID-19 virus, from binding to receptors in the lungs, heart, and intestines. Now, here's some clinical research, particularly on stress relief. And who does not have stress today? I would be hard-pressed to find somebody that says, oh, I have no stress at all. Well, that's far and few between. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure somebody even listening today is probably stress-free. I pray that for everyone. But here we have a research study. Six days stressed, but otherwise healthy adults took ashwagandha. And this was a very special form of ashwagandha. All ashwagandha is just harvested and then dried and put into capsules or tablets or however someone sells the product. And they process it with milk. Milk is the old traditional way of purifying ashwagandha. And it runs about 3 to 5% of these very powerful withlanolides that are the key compounds of ashwagandha. But now research has shown that ashwagandha, not processed with milk, but standardized with water and alcohol to a 35% concentration. This is seven times stronger than traditional ashwagandha. Now, using this 35% with analyte content or a placebo, this is the study, 60 stressed out healthy adults, They had no underlying health concerns, but they had stress. And the results after 60 days of use, 30 to 40% reduction in depression and anxiety. Scores versus 10% to 24% reduction for placebo group. 
So not nearly as significant as the 30 to 40% reduction in depression when using ashwagandha. A 23% reduction in cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It's a hormone from the adrenal glands. And when it increases, it increases in ratio to the amount of stress. And when the cortisol increases, people put on weight. They start binge eating. They become irritable. They become very moody, depressed, and have anxiety. Now, ashwagandha reduced 23% reduction in cortisol. But there were no changes for those in the placebo group. 11% increase in testosterone in men, but no increase for women. No change for men or women in the placebo group. So men increased their testosterone level with ashwagandha, but women did not. And the placebo did not do any increase of testosterone either in men or women. Clinical research about hormones, 43 overweight men, ages 40 to 70, with mild fatigue, took a very special form of ashwagandha called EP35, ashwagandha EP35, or placebo for 16 weeks. The results of this study DHEA is a building block for testosterone. It's a hormone from the adrenal glands. That was increased by 18% when taking ashwagandha. It increased testosterone by 14%. Although it did not reach a statistical significance, there was still a trend for the reduction of fatigue up to 12%. Now, here's another study. Well, maybe I'll hold this study for now. We're just about ready to go into a break, and I don't want to get halfway through this and leave it hanging out in the air for a while. So let's just think about taking a break in a few seconds. You know that this is Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And we're here every Saturday and Sunday morning, 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we're here, why? Primarily for you and I because I use all this research myself to improve the quality of my life and my health because no one else is going to do that for us. If you go to the doctor, they're going to be there for about five or six minutes and they're going to write out a script for you, write out a prescription. We don't need a prescription. We need food as our best medicine. So let's take a break break right here. And this is Terry. We'll be back right after this, right after these messages. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally, and you're listening to Terry Talks Nutrition, and you can go to our website by the same name, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to our radio show, read our newsletters, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, you You can take up any one of our radio shows that's already in the archive section and listen anytime you want at your convenience. And, of course, we have a lot of other good news there as well. And, you know, we talk so much about health and nutrition, and sometimes this hour goes by so fast. 
And you know, they always say that 90% of what you hear, you're going to be forgetting the next day. Uh, so, you know, I wrote nine books last year because I want people to remember what I've said. So read the books, buy the books. Um, they're favorites for all kinds of health reasons. Um, they'll help you on your health quest. You want more health information, more knowledge. Uh, these, these books provide information on a variety of topics. Uh, you can learn more how to take care of yourself. When you read something, you remember more. And you also can go back and refer to it again. So we, just before the break, we're going to talk about a clinical research study on sleep. 50 healthy older adults, ages 80, 60 to 85, excuse me, 60 to 85, received either ashwagandha, 300 milligrams standardized to 35% with linolides, or a placebo twice daily for 12 weeks. Now, the result of this study, now, the study was on 50 healthy older adults between 60 and 85. The results of this study, mental alertness on awakening, improved by 53% in the ashwagandha group, versus 38% in the placebo group. Sleep quality improved by 57% in the ashwagandha group versus 25% improvement in the placebo group. Overall, all the doctors overseeing the ashwagandha group reported good to excellent results. And all the patients in the ashwagandha group rated their experience with ashwagandha also as good or excellent. So for sleeping, what I would do for sleeping, I take about 20 milligrams of melatonin. I take about 10 milligrams of quick release melatonin along with 10 milligrams of sustained release that lasts five to seven hours, and then add 150 to 300 milligrams of ashwagandha, and you'll sleep like a baby. So what should you know about ashwagandha? Well, typical extracts are standardized to less than 5% of the very key active compounds called with analytes. But most recent research has used higher standardization, up to 35% that is extracted with water and alcohol versus the, versus the traditional method of using milk. Take 150 milligrams one to three times daily. And preferably, in this case, I would take it after a meal. Ashwagandha is best absorbed in an alkaline medium, not acid. So your stomach may be too acid if you don't have any food in it. So it might actually break down the ashwagandha before you get any use from it. So from research, they have found, it, found that it's best to take it 
after the meal. And there are no side effects, no significant adverse effects. A wonderful complimentary stress relief and helps you to sleep much, much better. Now, so many people have gone through COVID-19 and a lot of controversy was associated with what to use to treat COVID-19. No, everybody was clamoring for a virus. There were drugs out in the market, drugs that some doctors swore by, some were called charlatans if they did provide the drug. But many alternative physicians, many of them all proclaimed that vitamin D was a huge treatment for COVID-19. Vitamin D, like in dog, D3. And they were wondering if there is a connection between vitamin D levels and COVID-19 symptoms. So researchers in Israel collected records from 253 patients admitted to the hospital for COVID-19 who had vitamin D levels checked within the first two years prior to testing positive for COVID-19. Results, people with vitamin D deficiency a lack of vitamin D, were found to be 14 times more likely to have severe or critical symptoms than people with high levels of vitamin D3. There also is a vitamin D2, which is synthetic, which is not vitamin D3, which is the same as the human body makes. So it gives you far better results. So always know Vitamin D3. More than likely, if you buy a common multivitamin and mineral supplement um, in, in, in the mass market, you're going to find they're using vitamin D2. Make sure you get D3. You'll get 50% better results. Now, this study confirms previous study findings that one of the biggest risk factors for dying from COVID-19 infection is low levels Vitamin D3. Many of the elderly patients that died over the course of the last two years from COVID-19 had very, very low levels of vitamin D. And that low levels of vitamin D3 increased the risk of all types of respiratory infection, not just COVID-19. So boost your levels of vitamin D3. Most alternative physicians recommend 5,000 to 10,000 international units of vitamin D3. Now we're talking about shingles. You know those painful little blisters that you find maybe on the, on your, on the trunk of your body, the belly area, or it can be anywhere, even in your hairline. I've seen people with it, with it in their eyes. Um, wherever you have a nerve, that nerve goes up into the surface of the skin. And at the very end of that nerve, 
there can be a blister caused by the virus as the virus travels up the nervous system and pops out on the end of the nerve, causing the shingle blister. So the virus is within our nervous system. So what's recommended for shingles? Elderberry. Elderberry is a berry that has grown primarily in Europe. They can grow it in the United States, but they have perfected the way of growing elderberry with a very, very high concentration of the anthocyanins and the proanthocyanidins. These are compounds that are found in elderberry. And elderberry has the second highest level of these very active compounds that block the virus. Shingles is caused by the virus. And elderberry works by neutralizing the virus particles so they can't enter the cells. It blocks the virus. If the virus gets in, gets in, gets in, gets within, <laughs> gets within the cell, then it can replicate. It can mutate and harbor that in the host for a long period of time. And additionally, elderberry helps with immune system function and activation and can assist in controlling the spread of the viral infection. You know, when we have a different strain, you see that we've had a variety of strains that mutate, well, those strains come from humans. As a average virus gets within the human cell, and there is no way to control that spread of the virus, it mutates and gets stronger, or becomes a different type of virus. But by combining elderberry with vitamins A, C, E, and D3, along with calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium. Selenium is the most important mineral for blocking the replication and mutation of the virus. All of these ingredients have very powerful antiviral, antibacterial, or immune-supportive properties. This is the combination that I love, and I use it regularly every day. It's a combination of elderberry, the four vitamins that are critical for the immune function, A, C, E, and vitamin D3. All of these ingredients have antiviral antibacterial, and supporting the immune system. I've seen people with very severe shingles, painful, painful shingles. And when taking a group of these compounds, that within three or four days, the shingles has dried up and the pain is reduced dramatically. Shingles causes inflammation of the nerves. And to keep the nerves healthy, 
It is important to take a combination of nutrients, including B vitamins, biotin, alpha-lipoic acid, chromium, zinc, and boswellia. These are two formulations that are extremely valuable for the health of those who have shingles or may have a weakening of the immune system and a virus might pop out any minute. Easily done. When I was a child, I had I didn't have shingles, but I have many times many cold sores and fever blisters, which is another type of virus. And you can tell exactly where they're going to pop out because where they have popped out before, they're going to pop out again because they always stay in the nervous system. And if I get too stressed out, if I travel too much, I go without sleep. I, a couple of weeks ago, I did um, five different days of lecturing. And by the end of the week, I was, blah, I was ready for some rest. But I didn't have any problem then because I know I take extra care of myself in those days when you really have to perform over a period of time where you might become exhausted. But if I don't, I know exactly where my previous cold sore or fever blister would pop out because the area where that would occur in the past would become reddened, a little sore, a little tender, and you know the virus is ready to pop out. So that's when you want to really boost these ingredients to have a healthier immune system. But you can also try propolis. I love propolis as well. I love it particularly for kids because it is so safe, so healthy, and kids have so many problems with ear infection or cold and flu, and propolis is a multi-antimicrobial. It kills all forms of pathogens, viruses, bacteria, and fungal infection. It is great at fighting viruses, including the virus that causes shingles. So take about 200 milligrams of propolis once or twice per day. I do that as well. So now what about the foods that most Americans eat today? Most food consumed by 80 to 90% of all Americans is ultra-processed food. Refined, processed, pre-packaged foods. And it's ultra bad for you. And I'll tell you why. Our processed food is killing us. Now, people are dying from the COVID-19. But there are more people dying in the United States from the food that you buy in the grocery store. Sound harsh? It is true. Researchers at the National Institute of Health NIH divided volunteers into two groups. Each group ate diets that were nutritionally identical, containing the same amount of sugar, salt, fat, fiber, macronutrients, and carbohydrates. And both groups were allowed to eat as much as they desired or wanted. The only difference between the groups 
was that one group obtained their nutrients from food in their natural state with minimal processing. That means whole fruit, whole vegetables, beef, meat, seafood. But what you would normally find in the perimeter of the grocery store. But the other group ate processed foods, cereals, deli meat, pasta, canned soups, all those that were what I would probably say would last a lifetime on the shelf. Meat does not last a lifetime on the shelf. Vegetables and fruits do not last a lifetime on the shelf. Seafoods do not either. These are all natural foods that would provide a whole list of vitamins and minerals. But the other group ate processed, highly processed foods, cereals, deli meat, canned soups and pasta, bread. The result? The processed food group gained one pound per week. Doesn't that sound just like America? When America is, in fact, America has 50% of its population classified as obese. 50%. Well, maybe a hair less, but just round it out at 50%. Half of America is obese. That means grossly overweight. They predict if we do not change the way we are eating and living by the year 2050, Everybody in America will be obese. Wow, that's a very sad picture. The results of this study, those that ate the processed foods gained one pound per week and consumed in excess of 500 calories a day more than the group with a healthier diet. Just because you're eating a better quality of food, you'll eat less because you're healthier and you're more satisfied. You're eating a better quality of food. The processed or ultra-processed is really bad for us. Ultra-processed foods make up 58% of the daily calories in the average American diet. Ultra-processed meats, industrial formulations made with minimal or no whole foods and processed with additives, sugars, colors, flavors, and chemical preservatives. The ultra-processed foods, sugar breakfast cereal, white bread, bacon, hot dogs, packaged cookies. All these lead to new studies that link ultra-processed foods and processed meats like deli meats to dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and heart disease. For each daily serving of ultra-processed foods, there was a 7% increase in heart attacks, a 5% increase in overall heart disease, and a 9% increased risk of death from heart disease. This data was from 3,000 men 
in their 50s, followed for 18 years during this research study. The data from over 500,000 people in Europe connected eating 25 grams of processed meat equal to two and a half slices of bacon daily to a 44% increased risk of dementia. But eating unprocessed meats, beef, pork, seafoods, daily, reduced dementia risk by 19%. Eating healthy foods reduces your risk of many, many diseases. Food is our medicine. We have survived for millions of years eating food. The biggest change in our lifestyle has come in the last 50 to 70 years. Our food has changed so drastically. And drugs. We didn't prescribe drugs to the extent that we are doing today. We did not use drugs 70 to 80 years ago. We are healthier and lived as long or longer. What about aging? Aging is really painful. And why do I say it's painful? Well, because researchers collected 10 years of data from almost 6,000 people over the age of 50. And what they found was that after 10 years, almost half of the subjects reported experiencing regular muscle pain. Any kind of physical activity will reduce the risk of pain. Stay more active. Get off the couch. Go outside and walk for it. Hey, even 10 minutes makes a difference. Really, truly, research shows that just 10 minutes of walking makes a difference. But make it 20 or 30. Do a little bit better than that. Any kind of physical activity reduces the risk of pain. If you have pain, do the best you can to go out there and start exercising. You don't have to do something heroic to exercise. Just move. Walk. You don't have to do marathons. You don't have to lift weights. All those things could be helpful, but just move. Get off the couch. Start exercising. Do kettlebells. However, those with the least pain in this study were more likely, most likely, to engage in high levels of physical activity, hard physical labor at work, swimming, playing tennis, walking, at least once a week. And then for rapid relief of muscle pain, there is a very unique combination of curcumin and boswellia, two herbs that have a very high anti-inflammatory properties 
Curcumin is a COX-2 inhibitor. Boswellia is a 5-lux inhibitor. Both blocking pain. Both blocking inflammation. And then these two herbs were mixed with a black sesame seed oil to increase the absorption, very, very fast absorption, of these two herbs to reduce pain. So do physical activity and then back that up with a combination of curcumin, boswellia, and black sesame seed oil. This is a really good combination that dramatically relieves pain and sometimes within minutes, at least within the first hour. But I've seen people reduce their pain within 15 to 20 minutes. And a recent study has shown that these two herbs with black sesame seed oil were equally as effective as acetaminophen to reducing pain and without any side effects. And the two herbal group, the group I should say of the two herbal compounds with black sesame seed oil was eight times more effective in reducing the emotional aspect of pain. Pain is emotional. People don't feel well. They're irritable. They're unhappy. They're moody. I can understand that. If I had pain, I can understand why somebody will feel so yucky. They're not happy. They're not a happy camper. And it, it, it is a fact that the combination of these two herbs reduce the emotional aspect of pain eight times better than Tylenol or acetaminophen and was equally as effective in reducing pain as acetaminophen with no dropouts, with no side effects, with no adverse effects, where you can't say the same for the group that was taking the Tylenol. So that, my friends, we're all out of time. I'm sorry that it goes by so fast. I would like to be here for another two, three hours, but we're only here for the hour. So, but I will be back tomorrow, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time on Sunday. So join me again. Um, but if you don't join me again, I hope you're in church. I hope you're saying prayers. I hope you're there to worship our Lord. Um, with that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. And God bless you. God bless this great American country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.